Hello, hello, good evening, good evening, my people. This is Keith Dunder from the Roller Agenda. I just want to get started by saying I actually really realized that a lot of people don't really understand the Birmingham Roller, the basics of the Birmingham Roller, and, and, and how and what competition is really all about, and having the birds as a hobby is really all about. Well, let's talk about the Birmingham Roller. Let's talk about the hobby. This hobby is really about having fun. It's a hobby is pretty much, your hobby is really pretty much for you. It don't matter how good or bad you're doing in the hobby, as long as you are satisfied in the hobby. But that does not give you the right to put other people down and try to spoil everybody else's happiness in the hobby. And I see a lot of that going around. There's so much of that going around. Sometimes it's sickening. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, I don't want to hear this shit. I mean, I didn't come on, come right here to hear this. I, don't, I just want to watch the birds, whether they do good or bad. I prefer them to do good because I'm entertained. But if they do bad, they just do bad. They're still Birmingham Rollers, at least by name. So I don't really trip. You know what I'm saying? I don't really trip off of kick doing bad. I don't shoot people down. You know what I'm saying? I just try to look at things objectively. That's why I try to look at it, like, look at it as, it's my hobby. I just like being around the birds and stuff like that, but it's crazy how much people nowadays try to put people down. It's like, maybe for every one person we had like that back in the day, now it's about five, three to five people like that. So it's three to five times worse than it was from the mid-2000 to the 90s and late 80s. Now it's just people were generally, you know, generally interested in other people's birds. Just a bird going to the house watching, looking at good birds, whether it be in the show pen, in the kit. You know what I'm saying? The, the, there are so many guys out here that are so judgmental but they ain't they don't do no better than their counterparts that they talk about. They don't do no better. That's that's what makes it so bad. So I was asked to go see a friend's birthday. Actually, it's my co my co-partner in um Pigeon Kings. He's gonna come check out his birds. So we were there, he's flying around watching this, watching. And what I'm trying to do is watch birds and see what can be done to make them better. Or what's wrong that's holding them back. That's how I'm watching them. That's what I'm looking at. Looking at him, look at the one kid. And he said the bird's been flying 14 days. But come on, man. You, you, I mean, I've been around pigeons. I know when birds are, are not young. They're not young birds. These birds I'm watching, even though they, they might have been flying 14 days, honestly, they might have been. But they're not young birds. These birds were at least four months old. Because I can tell by the plumage and feathers they had been through molts they had been through a molt at least a first part of a molt they had been through it already and the response was that he plucked them but you don't pluck wing shield feathers sorry you pluck the flights and breast feathers they, they went through the molt most of those were, were, were adult feathers so I'm looking at the birds so I said so I, I figured that part out so I knew they weren't young birds so I'm watching them and he said he got them the kit right away let me tell you something. I know pigeons. 
if them birds had been that age and you had start flying them and they had never flown, there's no way in fortune and they would be kidding right away. Even and then you pluck them, come on man. I'm no dummy, I know pigeons. So what I come to realize is he plucked them because they were already flown somewhere else. So they are they were already kidding before. That's why they started kidding right away. He didn't breed them birds. That's why he plucked them. So with that being said, people need to know how to be honest too. You trying to tell come on man. I mean I know them birds weren't young. I can tell. Anyway, so I'm watching the birds. So I'm watching them, I'm watching them flip. First of all, when birds have been that about three to five months have never been flown and then plucked on top of that, they would be so reluctant to get off the roof and get any height, and they definitely wouldn't be kidding. So it led me to believe that these birds were already kidding before he plucked them. I knew that already. So I let that go. That wasn't important. Important is what the birds are doing right now. So I'm watching the birds. He tell me they so easily handle. Um, he got rid of other birds because he didn't know nothing about them. He got some birds from somewhere else. He don't know nothing about them either. But anyway, I, I dismissed that and kept on going. The birds weren't looking bad. They were actually kidding. Um, they flew a decent pattern. The younger, the, the first kitty flew. But they weren't really rolling. Maybe one or two birds were trying to roll. And they were like anywhere between five and eight feet. I don't think they were quite ten feet. But they were trying to. So I'm watching them, watching them. Okay, a little bit more time. These birds might be might be alright so I left it at that he got him in then he flew another kid this is supposed to be the main kid so I'm watching these birds these birds weren't young either so I see these birds right here are, uh, are at least a month or two older than the ones he just flew so I'm looking at them and said yeah they on the roof they look like full adults been through the moat the torch you know when a torch is young a light torch is young it look mostly white on the, on the shield and as they get older, they get a little darker, more colored. That's how these torts were. So I knew they weren't young. He got people. People understand. When you tell me stuff. <clears throat> you can't tell me anything. I'm gonna fall for it. I haven't seen all that. I haven't seen how torts mature, when they mature, how old they are when they start. But I've seen all that kind of stuff. When red chests get they full, they they adult feathers in. How they how they look a little different. I know different between a young bird and an old bird. You can't tell me that. I mean, don't lie to me and then expect me to tell you what tell me tell you something good about your birds. I mean, but I'm watching them, so I'm, I'm watching them still, so I'm watching them. They find a good pattern. They're flying kind of fast, you know, a little, little faster for my taste. So when the birds fly fast, they, their turns are harder and they're sharper. So I'm watching them, so I see a bird spin. Oh, that bird is nice. So I'm watching them. And I see this being a few I'm like, that bird is kind of, it's really nice. That's actually a good, nice quality pigeon. So then another bird roll. Oh, I'll say they loosen up now. So another bird rolling. So I might have saw four birds that was actually into the spin at least close to 10 feet. Then you got another red bird that's in there that's often. Every time the birds act like they're going to pause, they try to go. It's going to three to five feet, but it's constantly trying to go. So I said, okay, that bird might be all right once it mature out and get a hold on to the roll. So I'm watching them. So then one of the other guys pop up. Here he said, and watching down the streets and flying all the kids. He spent so much time trying to downplay the birds and put the birds down that he couldn't even really realize, look at the birds and see what was really happening in this kit. His kit actually didn't look bad. They, they were kidding. Um, they tried to break. They tried to. A few birds kind of tried to roll. Some birds just flipped, and some birds 
pretended to flip. They didn't even flip, they just turned with the kit. They just turned around and changed direction with the kit. So, so I was just trying to figure out what was really going on in this kit. That's, that's what I always do, trying to figure out what was going on. I, I wasn't trying to criticize, I was just watching what was going on. So I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm watching this kit, if he took that bird out, and that bird on, put the two birds in the other kit that are trying to roll in those birds' place, that might make up for some of the stuff times when they, when they don't break, when they, when they try, actually try to break, it might look a little better. So I'm watching them, watching them, I say, yeah. Now I see a few, a few other birds they hadn't seen spin, spin about 18 feet or so. So we got a few of I mean, them that can actually roll. They actually try to you know, give a little quality spin, but they just weren't doing it together. One here, they weren't consistent. But had they been with other birds that might have been consistent, might have triggered them to be more consistent. You know what I'm saying? But so I'm watching the birds and I'm watching them. So I'm trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with them. So I said to myself, so if it were me, I would, I would have to fly the birds again. I would fly the birds again. I would take the two birds out, switch them around, fly that kid again, and see the other birds that's trying to roll, and fly this other kid again, see which bird is still holding this kid up. And I would do that, and I'd keep doing that, and I would start changing them out, and then flying them together like that. And he would see that they'll start coming together. So that's what I do when I watch people birds. I don't try to go over there and clown. I know he probably clowned him because this, because he clowned him yesterday or the day before. I don't get back, but I always felt the best way to get people back is let them try to climb and then smash them in the air. Just obliterate them. Don't give them a chance to say nothing. They can't. Once you really obliterate somebody in the air, like smash them where like where as they score six, seven points, you score two or three hundred. There's nothing else to be said. Believe me, you done got back at them. You, you, pre- you pretty much got back at them. You, you really obliterated them. You really did bad, did them bad. No, no matter what they say, they're going to feel it and they're going to think about it. Now, every time you fly against them or they're in the fly, they're they going to think about what you've done to them. And that thought of you doing what you did to them is going to make cause them to make mistakes. I know it was part of my, what, my son Sue, the art of war. That's how I used to beat a lot of people without even having to fight them. Fight them. I used to call summer's turmoil, turmoil within their own backyard. They couldn't put up a good kid to beat me. They couldn't. So that's what he needed to do. That's what these guys, they spend more time working on getting their birds right. They ain't got to talk about their birds. I'm going to tell you something about people. When people cannot do well, or they feel they're not going to do well, they bolster to put make you think that they can do well. Most like some guys that really can't fight or that's not really that tough. They talk about being tough too much. They talk loud so people are afraid of them so they ain't got to fight. Like some guys do. Like they're throwing numbers out there. I, I, I fly you for this. 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 Man, I already know the outcome of most of the stuff. That's when I seen the fly that took place yesterday. I wasn't expecting too much different. First of all, when you try to get a kit ready, in a month, when birds that weren't rolling before that, but, but should have been rolling, and, and adding youngsters to that, it's not going to happen. You might find that once once in every 50 times that somebody does well like that. But for the most part, it's not going to happen. 
Older birds, are, they're not rolling already. First of all, they're not rolling already. Now you're adding young birds with them that ain't really flying. So now you're trying to train all these birds together and put up a, you can put up a kit that's going to be worthy. No. And dudes talk, I'm going to do this, ah, I'm going to do this. That's just, that's just hot air. That's all it is, is hot air. I can't even call that steam. That's hot air. Nothing. Nothing. So, when people talk like that, they flop, they showing videos, they brother looking at the mother, like, what the mother, they ain't really doing shit. I mean, why are they boasting about this? It's the bird's not really doing nothing. So I watch them, I'm like, oh, man. So I knew what was going to happen. So I said, I'm going to go support the team anyway. I'm just going to support this check. I'm going to show up, you know, look. And, and just what I thought it was going to be. See, not, see, I'm not saying the birds aren't capable. I don't know. But I knew they weren't going to be ready in that amount of time. When they made the bet, when they made the initial bet, I don't know about one dude, but I know one dude didn't even have birds flying yet. So I'm like, how are you going to bet you don't have birds flying yet? You don't know what's going to happen between now and that day you fly. So I watch and I listen. I watch and I listen, listen to what's going on in the street. I listen to the, I got my ear to the circuit, to the pigeons, the roller game, the circuit that we have out here in Southern California. I listen to it. I listen to what's going on. I'm listening. Listen to all the rhetoric, all the talk. And everybody who's talking are the ones that never did any serious flying. No serious fly that's, that's, that's notable. They can say, remember that time I scored this? No. And none of them guys that's talking had done anything, never did anything like that. Never. So I'm looking like, okay. But the guys that have had kits like that are quiet. Because they know any given day these birds can't embarrass you or, or not embarrass you, make you into a liar. They know that. That's why they try to stay humble. Like, well, we'll see. I got a pretty good kid. We'll see what they do on fly day, though. I've never heard any of these dudes boast. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I heard a few people say and do that. And very few, and few of them even backed it up at, at, on, on occasion, but not all the time. But you know, so this could be, and, I, and, and another guy come over there just watching as well. I'm trying to tell him, I'm trying to tell him without telling him, just be quiet and look at the bird. Look what's actually really going on up there. Oh, that bird rolling. Okay, stop looking at that bird rolling. Look, look at the kit. What's going on in this kit? And that's what guys don't know how to do. They don't know how to watch a kit and see what's actually going on in the kit. If you watch kids and you remain objective, open-minded, and watch what's actually going on in kids, it'll help you spot some stuff in your own kids and vice versa. But dudes don't spend enough time actually watching kids. They kept, they kept saying, I know you're getting tired of watching them, huh? You're getting tired of watching them, huh? Not really. I watch them for a while and I think about some stuff and I'm watching them thinking about some stuff. I'm watching them thinking about some stuff. What's holding these birds back? How can they get better? Which birds should you take out? I know you need to put the other two birds in there, but which birds are you gonna replace? I don't, I'm thinking, I wonder if he know that these birds are doing what they're doing, or he just fly the birds, just fly the kit. Is he really watching what's really going on in the kit? He can't, because if he knew watching what's really going on in the kit, he would know that this bird right here, every time they, the kit try to break, 
this bird just turns, just turns around, pauses and turns around. And so does this bird. This bird does one flip and this bird just tails this like in the middle of all the action. He will see that. But I, take, I think that takes a more trained eye to be able to spot, spot what's going on in the kid. And don't get me wrong, it's a lot of guys like that. It's guys right now that do videos on how to train kids but can't spot that kind of stuff themselves. Which is why they, they don't have no notable flies themselves. But they try and tell you guys how to train kids. I mean, there are some guys who do, who watch it. But most of them, no. They can't tell you how to build a kit. Yeah, they have no clue. And I'm going to say like I told them today. I said, good kits are built from good, good bread rollers. So, you got to breed, you got to pick and build your kits from your best rollers. That birds that are bred well. That are bred well. Um, just because a bird rolls don't mean it's bred well. It don't. It doesn't mean it's having to be a good roller. Bred, birds are bred well, are more dependable, and they come in bigger abundance per pair. So, if it's a, a pair that's bred well, you're going to see a higher percentage. And when you watch birds, I mean, you watch birds, you know, honestly, choo, I'm going to say, tell you go back to Choo Choo. That's what I'm talking about. So go back to Choo Choo. His birds look like a better version of the birds he already had as far as kidding. As far as kidding. But at the end, it all comes down to management. I take that kid and win a championship I don't know I don't know nothing about them I don't know what they're going to be like three months from now I don't know what they're going to be like in the second year I don't know I can't tell you that but I can't say yes I know what that can I make that kid look better than look now most definitely just based on experience and experience becomes knowledge so I watch and I watch and I watch but I don't see thing is I don't forget when people make comments either like somebody said one time I, I hadn't did anything in a while I'm a has-been I take that I, I listen like I said okay I, I, I got it I remember that kind of stuff I'm not going to throw it in your face but I'm going to remember it there's going to come a time I'm going to bring it back up but I'm only going to say one, one short line or one short statement I will never say it again So, and that's because people, you know, they, people say stuff to make themselves feel better. And that's what this hobby is turning into right now. They want to put the next man down and make themselves feel better. That's what they really, 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 really try to do. A lot of guys, and I'm watching a group of guys on the platform just straight bashing his kit. I'm saying to him, I'm saying to him, but the kit didn't look bad. I'm trying to tell him over and over, but they're trying to ignore that. The kit wasn't bad. Oh, I didn't see no birds rolling. I said, but rolling is not always what makes a kit. I done seen kids roll like like a like crazy, but don't can't score a point. You guys don't didn't really watch and see what was really going on in the kit. And that's what I did. I went over there with an open mind, objective, trying to see what was going on in this kit, and I saw what was going on in this kit. So I gave him a few pointers. It looked to me like he was like he fed his birds too much, uh, a stronger, higher percentage of protein or something, because they flew fast. And then to, after about 
20 minutes, they start, they slow down to a good speed and flew a good pattern. But at that time, they probably spent so much energy flying fast, they weren't rolling as much or as hard. So I said, yeah, I'm, he said, I'm feeling 12%, no corn. I said, why not no corn? He said, because people say that when they roll, the birds they take the roll out of them. And that's, that's, let me tell you right now, that's BS. Every time I had a real good fly, guess what my birds had in, the, in their feet? Corn. It has nothing to do with it. It's all about training and management. See, kick competition is about getting the, the most out your birds on that particular day. And for that, and for that particular, particular amount of time. That's what kick competition is about. That's what it is. No matter how dudes look at it, that's what it's about right there. If you can't get the most out of your birds on that day, and they're doing good at any other time, it's your management skills. Because if they roll any other time, they can roll on that particular day. You just got to know how to manage them and get them to do it. That's all. It's not about peak performance, peak. I don't like to see the, I don't like to use the term peak because a peak is just that, it's a, it's a peak. And a peak is usually a point. So it's like, up, then right back down. So, mm, I don't like, and sometimes birds are peak at, at the wrong time. You know, I always, just, I, I say this all the time, if your birds are doing a whole lot of rolling during the week of the fly, chances are on fly day, they, they're not going to be at their best. Because they're peaking. They get up to their, their apex. After they hit their apex, guess where they go? Down. You get to the top of the mountain, one, at the top of the mountain, when you go to the other side, guess what you, where you're going? You're going down. So, how far down you go depends on the birds and the trainer. But, so we, so get back to feed and how I feel about feed. Feed is a way to control everything your bird, kit, your kit does. That's pretty much what it is. That's how you, that's your control is the feed is your control. Whether people believe it or accept it or not, Feed is their control, your control over the, what's happening in your kit. You can, with the feed, you can control how long they fly, sometimes how, sometimes how high they fly, depending on the pigeons and how they were bred um, and how they were trained in the, in the early parts. I tell everybody to breed your birds into good performers and not try to feed them into good performance. performers. So... Like when my kids used to do well, they used to ask me the same question. Oh, what you feeding them birds? What difference do it make? I'm just saying, I'm trying to know, can know how they flew, and they'll say, okay. So if you think you fed your birds the same feed I fed my birds, your birds will react the same way my birds at? And you say, I don't know. Maybe, you're right, it's maybe, you don't know. But I breed the birds. If a bird is a good spinner and it's always racing through the kit, shooting to the front, flying fast, and it's on the same feet as everybody else, and even after I do all my little tricks, like all well, my little things I do to keep slow birds down, take, they eat, man, let, let the birds eat the most of the peas, throw them in when it's only weeding mile left for a few days, see what happens. If they still remain doing that, that bird would never make it to my breeding loft. I don't give, I don't give a how fast it is. And, it will not make it to my breeding loft. Sorry, it will not. 
because I don't need it breeding more birds like that. So now instead of him just flying to the front again, I got two or three trying to do the same thing off him. No, he can't go to the breeding loft. Maybe somebody who got birds that fly similar to him can, can use it. Oh, this bird fit right, right in with your birds. Here, you can have it. I'm not going to stop and give it to him. I have a bird right now as we speak. A blue bird, it's off of my best pairs. Blue bird, white flight. Can spin real nice, anywhere 10 or 30 feet, real nice. But any given day, he will say, I don't want to fly. Fly the kid, roll a few times, and literally, literally dive to the pole. He, he used to come to the roof, but now he landed on the pole one time, one day. And I've never been able to get him to stop doing it since. But some days he'll fly perfect, getting the kid, break with the kid, do everything perfect. And then some days he'll be like, oh, I don't feel like the flying. Get the kid fly for about 10 minutes and straight to the pole. And where he is, I can't throw nothing at him. So I can tap on the pole and try to get him up. And most of the time he'll go up and he'll remain flying. And what do I do with a bird like that? Do I cull him? Because it is kind of my fault. He's a late hatch. I start trying to train him, add him to the kid, young kid when the, when the Coopers and stuff was real bad. So I think his first few days he flew, he got chased. And he never re, never was the same. And then he started doing good, so he got chased. If the falcon come, there's no way he's standing the kid. So, what do I do with him? Do I try him myself and see if he can see what happens on the side? Do I give him to somebody else and let them try? I won't say to nobody. But I know if people saw him fly, they they say, "Oh, I take it." I know they will. So what do I do with a pigeon like that? I'll keep him around as a kind of like a dropper. I always make sure he has a little less feet than everybody else. So my little young birds, you know, I want to keep him around. I'll throw him up with him. Only thing about this, he he got another bird down on the pole, but he don't even do it when he do it. A young bird, but if he don't do it, he, the bird stay with the kid and come down with him, but he follow that bird. So. So it could be my fault. He's the only one that act like that. But it could be my fault. But he's he's a real nice, real nice performer as far as rolling and stuff like that. But this bird knows once he once he's on that pole, I'm not gonna mess with him. So he know he's safe. Is he too smart for his own good? I'm just I'm just saying. Those are the kind of decisions we gotta make. I don't need him in there. I already got the brother. Wait a minute. Is that, is that his nest mate? I have this nest, let me see. <coughs> let me get this right, cause I got a few. Okay, the black and white and the blue check badge and nest mates. So, the blue bar cock and Jeff, at Jeff House and the black right-handed falcon called this nest mate. Yeah, so the bird I have in my loft is this nest mate. This bird didn't give me no problem. He was, a, he was real nice. It's a crazy thing, cause they both, you no, know, see the one that's in my loft got trained Got to got moved up quick because he came in and got moved up. So he didn't he didn't he didn't learn how to fly with a young kid. He was with an older kid, with the older kid. But when I, I thought he was a hen, and then one day I kept on the breast. That bird ain't no hen. That bird gotta be a cock bird. It's getting too thick. I don't like hens that that thick. So I watched him next round. He's a cock. So good. So I kept him. But his nestmate is that blue bar I'm talking about. This dude was really good. 
he went as deep as a blue bar. Blue bar up to 30 feet. This dude only got 15 feet, but he's perfect style. Pretty much almost perfect. Pretty much can show the hole from certain angles. If, I, if the right angle, he'll show the hole. It got to be the right angle, though. But I'll take my chances with him in the loft. So with that being said, you guys shouldn't put each other down. I mean, if, if somebody's birds is garbage, okay, you know they're garbage. That's all you need to know is you know they're garbage. And, and you ain't got to throw it in their face. They know. Trust me. They know their birds ain't that good. They talk. Everybody's down to make themselves feel better about the birds they have. These are the kind of guy, guys that talk trash on somebody over and over and over. And when that person starts beating them, they'll talk so much trash, now they can't go to that person and ask for help in fear of they're going to throw it in their face. Oh, nigga, you was talking shit about my bird. Now you want me to help? No, nigga, they think everybody ain't going to act like that. But if you don't talk crazy to them, they won't act like that at all. I mean, you can talk a little friendly trash. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you this time. I mean, you can say stuff like that. You don't talk trash like talk people with each other's birds, garbage and trash, and you kill, should kill all of them and all of them, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's unnecessary, fellas. It's unnecessary. So, so sometimes it's best not to say nothing. Best comment sometimes is no comment. So sometimes I don't say nothing. I just don't. I just let the people let people start their birds. Okay. But I'm always gonna try to figure, figure out what's wrong with the birds. Sometimes you ask me come you ask me to come watch them. I ain't come watch to criticize them. Come watch them, see what's wrong, see how I can what kind of advice I can give you what to try. You gotta understand, I flew a lot of different birds, a lot of different families. I flew the old red-headed family. I flew the 1220 family, close up, three corners off seven, seven, eights of that. I flew that, what was that bird band? 9648 bloodlines I got from Tim Decker and, um, what's the guy's name? Charlie Saldana. Um, I flew the, some of the Norwood birds, close up. On the New Day and all that stuff, I flew some of all that. I flew uh, Lee Meyer birds, Sam Gutierrez, flew some Eddie Scott birds, flew some uh, lacrosse between the two from Ray Vaughn. I mean, I flew some Juan Navarro birds by way via Norwood family. Arnold Jackson, I flew all that stuff. I flew some of all of it, and I crossed some of it in. Some of it was, in, some of it was relevant when I did, some of it wasn't. Um, I flew it. I flew some straight jackets. I flew some Polona birds. I flew some everything. I, saw, I flew a lot of different pigeons. I flew some of the old full house birds. Matter of fact, the smoke birds got us on her mother's side. Smoke's mother is the old full house stuff and the 119 stuff crossed. And the father's side is the Frank Lavin cockbird. Red check badge. Baldy. So it's there. The pencil stuff is in the smoke birds. That's what they originated from. And then. We took, I took smoke to another hen that Jerry, did Jerry breathe a hen? No, the cock, to smoke to a cock that Sam Smith bred that came out of a hen from Jerry Higgins, a cock from Jerry Higgins or, and then some from Bob Scott. So it was a smoke stuff, was straight, mostly pensum stuff. Mostly, but let's get a little Lee Meyer in it too. And Full House and pensum other side. So that's what the smoke birds basically is on a breakdown. So, and I just took it and kept it and, for her traits and what she did. And I just, that, that's what I wanted. I want all the birds to be like that. But anyway, 
We're not talking about my birth. We're just talking about in general. So, you see, you go see some of my birds. Look at people's birds objectively. Use, if you can, use their birds as a learning tool for yourself. Sometimes you see what their birds don't say, oh, and no, see what's really going on. When you watch kids, see what's really going on. And it'll help you out in your own birds. And they help you out to be a better judge of your birds and others. See what's really going on. What's really happening to this kid? Like today, dudes are so busy on trying to clown them. They didn't really look and see what was really happening trying to tell them. This kid is not bad, y'all. All you got to do is move, keep flying and move a few birds around. And they're going to, and they, and they can, they can, they, they, can, they can make a good showing. I ain't say they're going to win because I don't know what the other, the competition going to look like. But they can make a good showing for themselves. So I told him, when I told him to switch the birds around, I said, when you fly tomorrow, you're going to see a big difference with just them few birds you moved around. He moved three because we couldn't figure out which two checks it was. So he moved three checks over. But he got the mark one. Mark two or mark one, whichever one. He won. You got you got the mark some. So you get an idea. Without which one it should it's two should be moved over, not three. But you put three over because we can't figure out which one was which. But anyway, that's all you gotta do. Move them, get, figure out which two it is, move them over there and fly. You're gonna see a big difference in this kit. Big them two birds make a big difference. Cause all it takes is for one of them birds, for each of them birds to trigger one or two more pigeons, and it's a whole different kit. And that's what dudes don't get. But anyway, I talked long enough on this on this segment. We had almost 34 minutes, so I'm gonna call it this one quits. And this one will probably air Wednesday evening. So when you read when you guys see this or hear this, it'll be Wednesday evening or after. Alright, Keith Dunn, Roller Agenda. I'm out. Peace.